Count of three, let's all say dirty girl. One, two, three. Dirty, dirty girl. girl. Dude, what? You why say? do you do was, that? I thought it was something, man. Or some breakfast foods. I'm Heather Ann Gottlieb, and this is Dirty Girl, the show where women tell stories about the fucked up shit they deal with every day. Because there's more than one way to get dirty. Today, I'm talking to men. That's right. Did you know that the producers that are on the team of Dirty Girl behind some of the sounds and the the storylines and the super awesomeness, they are three straight cisgendered white men. How uncool. Today, I'm talking to them about the things they've learned working on this project. I have to my left, Alex Salem. Oh, what's up? I have to my middle, Tristan Bankston. Hello. I have to my right, Cameron Taggy. Hi, I'm Cameron. My first question is, how did this happen? How did this feminist show end up with a team of dudes? Uh, for me, it was when we were at Javista in Hollywood, and you told us the cum muffin story. After that story, I was like, yeah, this can totally be a podcast. The cum muffin story was also told in our live show. If you want to go back and if you missed that one, you can listen to that. So you can hear the cum muffin story. It, it is funny that two years have already gone by. It was like just yesterday we were at Javista and we were doing like, um, uh, we, we were talking about it. And that's like, that. that's when we met is we were like, hey, let's do this. Uh, let's do the show. And you, and you told us the idea and we were like on board from the beginning. I was very curious the whole time and like still throughout like most of the time doing it, like how you felt, Heather, about uh, us being dudes putting it together and if that like meant anything or if that was like just circumspect or if that was like I was just always worried like oh god I hope we're not doing it wrong yeah so my memory is Cam and I were hanging out writing something together and we were writing a web series and I think that's when I pitched it to you and literally the next day you you texted me or called me and you're like hey I have friends we want to produce it and I was like really because I was seriously gonna just like I was new to podcasting I'd only been listening for a couple months and I knew like I wanted to do it but I knew nothing and when we went to Javista and I met Alex and Tristan Tristan was the one I think that was like well what do you like like I get this is a podcast idea but what does your podcast sound like and I went over you know what I was interested in the types of sounds I liked I was really Loved the highly produced stuff, which was awesome because everybody in the room felt the same way. Um, and yeah, it sort of went from there. And yeah, that in July, Facebook reminded me like two years ago, I posted a, a status that was like, any gross women want to come like tell me their gross stories, email me. And literally no one emailed me. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us now. <laughs> Does that answer your question? Our, oh, men. Did, oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, so <laughs> the question about men. Uh, it was really exciting to start working on this together and to start interviewing. I think we all agree that hopefully my interviewing skills have progressed since the beginning. I think some of you were probably frustrated with my tape at the very beginning, just not being usable, not being interesting enough, not... There was one where a cat was chewing on the cord the whole time, I remember. And Alex was like, Was yeah, there? Yes. 
in an interview with Lizzie, the whole time we're talking about the cat and you can hear it chewing on the cord. You let that cat chew the cord? Yeah. My, my, with my really, it was like a $50 lavalier mic I ordered on Amazon. Oh, that's right. We ordered that when we were sitting at Juice too, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We were trying to come up with it. And uh, I remember pitching the show to my friends and saying, you know, oh, yeah, it's going to be about the gross thing women do. And then me and my producers are going to have a session where, you know, the men get to weigh in and say how they feel about it. And every single person I said that to were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, that's so stupid. The whole sh- like the show is about men judging the gross things women do. And I was like, oh, no. I'd never thought of it that way. And people were like, well, why are your producers men? And really, it was just circumstance. It was, this is who was in my life, my immediate life, who was excited and passionate and wanted to put in the work and wanted to, you know, go on this journey with me. And I don't think that's a hindrance at all. But I'm curious about the types of things you've learned about feminism, about... Because I, I can tell there's a difference in your knowledge today than there was two years ago when we sat in Javista. We, we originally scrapped that idea pretty early on when we started getting feedback that that format would be was a bad idea. And then we were like, well, we'll throw in like a panel of men where you would kind of like quiz us, quiz us on stuff. And from that quiz till now, <laughs> I would, I would, I would, I don't know if I'd ace the quiz, but I'd do a hell of a lot better than that very first uh, toxic shock syndrome conversation we had. That's when I learned what toxic shock syndrome was. I'd, I'd never even heard, like, cool. I don't even think I'd, um, yeah, I heard of it before. Pink tax. That was that was that education was, in the yeah, pink text. Yeah. It's funny because we actually haven't had a heck of a lot of it come up in the stories or the segments on the show specifically since then. But we'll talk about it. And I'll be like, fuck. And then like you'll post dope memes about it or something. Or I'll see memes about it. And I'll be like, yeah. And then I'll be like, fuck, what do we do about it? But like that way, I remember physically like that was like day one. I was like, oh, okay, this is stuff I did not know on day zero, and now on day one, like, I know this. Has it impacted your dating life at all? Yeah, yes. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The show has, like, it's shown me, like, really the shit women have to deal with that, like, I, I don't feel I could be strong enough to deal with having an abortion and something's inside of me, and, and I, I didn't plan for it to be there, and there's, just so much and then you are expected shit. to like go on like yeah right away and then of course men can say like oh you, you can't do that or oh you can't do that you know it's, or the story of you're just chilling at a bar and you get your ass grabbed or your boobs grabbed like my girlfriend has said multiple times at multiple bars it's it's every time she goes out somewhere she is harassed in some form physically verbally and it and it drives me nuts and i'm just trying to learn to deal with it and just listen to her cuz there's like part of me is like i want to beat his ass but then i'm not there part of me is like oh d- w- d- the bad ego part of me is like did you put yourself in that situation well don't 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 i, w- I wish you wouldn't wear this or did you go talk to this person or did you drink too much but then it's like no that's not it, it, there's no fault of hers about this situation and it just it it makes me sick still to my stomach to to talk and think about it, but it's yeah, it's every single time 
that she is out. And the, I mean, the podcast further enlightened all that to me that like, yeah, that's literally the life of every woman is dealing with, dealing with that. And that's just, that's specific to harassment and, and abuse. And, uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is now how observant I am of those situations that I just didn't think about before of like, even if it's small things, but I hope to God I've never made someone feel uncomfortable, but it can be as small as just doing, touching your leg or something like that that could make you feel completely uncomfortable or all of the shit you have to deal with on a daily basis that we don't have to deal with. And because we don't have to deal with it, we're not, we're just not aware of it. We don't acknowledge it. And then when you guys tell us about it, you know, we can't relate to it. So it's hard for us to fully understand the scope of it. It's been very, I don't want to say fun, but like fun watching you guys learn and watching the, the wheels turn and, um, it's also been really validating for me to get to talk to so many different women who share a lot of the same experiences. Like I remember season one, just interviewing a bunch of people about a variety of things. And season two, it's been a lot of people coming to me, telling me their deepest, darkest secret. And it's like, well, I've already heard that three times. You know, we all carry so much shame and they just, it's not talked about enough, like you said. And it's just validating to finally have it out there in the open and to feel like, oh, good, I'm not, you know, broken or awful. How do you feel when you get to that point where somebody tells you something that two years ago, six months ago, five years ago, whatever, you would never dream of saying out loud to anybody or maybe, maybe not, whatever, depending on what it is. How do you feel hearing somebody else tell you that? And you and your first thought is, fuck, I've already heard that like three times. What else you got? <laughs> Maybe it's not like that. That I is a crass, thought, though. but yeah. yeah. Um, well, like for instance, I had a friend just the other day call me. <laughs> I want her to tell this on the podcast. She said she would. Um, she said she was hooking up with a guy and he went down on her and was like, you have toilet paper all over your pussy. And she was like, fuck me. Like, this is somebody she's only slept with like once or twice. Like they're not at a comfort level where that's mm-hmm. normal. And that brought me such joy because that's happened to me before. When I was in high school, the first person I ever hooked up with, uh, my first like sexual boyfriend, I guess, um, he did that. He said that to me. He's like, you have toilet paper on your vagina and it's disgusting. And I was like, oh, and he was so like grossed out by it. So I like went to the bathroom and I looked and I realized like there was a little piece. So I like took it off. And ever since then, I've been so like embarrassed about, you know, if I'm going to have sex with somebody, I got to make sure like there's no like fucking 99 cent Dollar Tree toilet paper that rips up, you know. Um, Girl, I like how it's only going to be a cheap brand. Yeah. yeah. But it, it made me so happy to be like, oh, thank God I'm not the only one that that's happened to. <laughs> You should treat yourself though and do like double ply, like Charmin Two quilted. ply. Extra soft. Don't use that strong. rough stuff. Don't use that rough stuff. That shit hurts. But what if you're well, at a guy's house and he's got rough shit? Oh, he's got oh, nothing. Well, he he's got. He doesn't even have a trash can in the bathroom. I am yeah. like th- this. Is the shit I think about now. I've never had a thought about. I've never had to thought about. I've never had to think about 
throwing a tampon away in a bathroom. Uh, I still don't really. But like the last time I, I, you know, I cleaned, which let's just say it wasn't yesterday, uh, is, uh, but I do, I was thinking, I was very aware of that now. I'm like, I want, I, like, I'm not very good at, at keeping the place like, you know, orderly all the time. But, but when I do, but when I do, I'm thinking like, oh. I once went to your house and you had two inches of still water in your bathtub. Oh, that's, you know, immediately I'm like, that's my roommate's bathtub. That's not my bathroom. Um, but yes, that was there. Um, but my point is now I'm like, oh, fuck, in an ideal world, I would love to create an environment where a chick would totally feel comfortable throwing away a tampon in the trash can in the bathroom because you can't flush those. That's where all the signs say. They say you can't flush those. We've heard. We've heard on the podcast. Yeah. They come back up six months later and you're in your oh yeah did we did we use that did we uh, i remember you you told it did we 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 use it it? i I think we we used it yeah because my boyfriend was like have you been flushing tampons oh yeah and i was like no i don't get my period and he's like you don't have to lie it's okay (laughs) i found all the tampons i was like "Ooh, homeboy that's someone else's period blood coming out of here (laughs) that's not mine (laughs) do you think nice about that or do you was he like no, he was so like you don't have to lie. You or know, is it like you don't have to lie. He was he was cute about. I'm that. not mad. Um, he was just like confused. Confused, yeah. And I was very much I like thought it. it was funny because they weren't mine. What are the girls coming over here? Huh? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> we uh, we evolved from where you first started with the idea for the show to where we've gotten to. You opened in like day one, very beginning, first sat down on the mic and you're talking about like, yeah, I've wiped my vagina with my hand before. And now I'm wondering like, oh shit, I didn't know that part of it. Is it, is it because like that's happened before where a guy's like going down and is like, oh, there's there's toilet paper here. I, 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 I don't think that's a real connection. It was more kind of a joke, but... Uh, no, that was um, me running out of toilet paper and I didn't want to go to the store. So for two days, I wiped with my hand. But it was just pee, I promise. Did, did you wash your hands? Yeah. Then you're good. Oh, then you're so good. I pee on myself all the time. Side accident. note, are you buying double-layered Charmin or... Oh, yeah. Oh, bro. I, I buy the most expensive toilet paper. Yeah. It's your, it's Treat your butt, man. Treat your butt. Moist wipes. I'm going to take this segue, this moment that just happened. For the, for the listeners out there, when we first got together and decided we were going to do like a panel style thing, which may or may not have ended up into an episode, I remember we all went to Tristan's house and sat down and it turned into Dirty Boy. And it was it was all the guys broing out, being like, Yeah, my my ball sweat smells like this. And and I remember just sitting there being like, Oh no, what have I done? And I actually said, I was like, You guys, this is dirty this is not dirty boy podcast, this is dirty girl. And you guys look so like embarrassed or just like, Oh fuck. Like we you know We tried really hard to avoid that, but then we just couldn't help it. Yeah. It was just very funny. You opened up the channels for us to be able to communicate. You were the the giver of gifts. We were like, oh, we we can relate too. My butthole's not. Because I I don't really talk about this stuff very much to guys or girls. I'm I'm pretty reserved and like timid in my own own right. So I keep it close to the chest. But 
I know a lot of men do. A lot, a lot of men do openly just talk about their dicks and balls and farts and butts and nuts and. And that shit's always shit. grossed me out. I've always been yeah, like, it feels what, weird. What, where is your <laughs> impulse coming from that you feel comfortable saying that out loud to people? But that was my big impetus. That was like, hey, men get to walk around and scratch their balls and fart. I do that too. You know, I want to talk to people that do that that aren't men. I think that was one of your first pitches to us too, something along the lines of that. Of me scratching my own balls? Of you scratching your own balls and being like, I can talk about it too. How do you feel you've done in achieving what you originally set out to with the show? I mean, I think we're we're on the right track. I think there are still so many stories that need to be told. I think we're starting to, we're scratching the surface and it's exciting and... I do think we are, I think the stories we've told so far, I'm very proud of. Um, but I also think, you know, there's always room for improvement. I think I think a lot of the show has been not only heteronormative, but cis-normative. So I think there's room for improvement on that. And, you know, this is a show about women, but, you know, what the fuck does that mean? And what is womanhood and that's you know and you know we've we've interviewed uh non a couple non-binary people and people who um yeah people that aren't like the binary womanhood but i think that's you know a way we can improve in our language we i'm saying me um and yeah there's still so many gross stories to be told that i'm very excited to tell can we produce season three for you Oh. 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 Are you booked? No, I, I thought. Oh. I thought we. Yeah, I'm booked. You got. Oh, he's got a thing. I got a thing. I'm working on. Uh, you told me about that. I'm Is working, it augmented reality? Did you take a cruise ship gig? No, I'm working on a podcast yeah. called Dirty Girl Season 3. Hey! Oh. Uh, I, I want to say. You started this podcast saying it's Dirty Girl. I interview women, uh, and we and we share that the, their stories that they're dirty and they're human and it's normal and it's fine and fuck the patriarchy and and boss ass bitches unite. But while you thought everyone else was the dirty girl, Heather, you are the dirty girl. That's some Confucius shit. But you embody the dirty girl in the best way and are like this hero figure that you are you are kind of a champion and i and i just love that i love that you yeah you are just this metaphor of you are the dirty girl no matter how hard i shower yes and both the hoo-ha-ha signing and the live show were just stars aligned like perfect examples of why you just keep working no matter what even through all hardships, this is more career advice than anything else, or like, ins- like inspirations or thoughts. But and we had another why... moment, the two of us, when we went to the new recording studio space, and then we shut the door and we were like, yeah, 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 yeah. We have a potential next step to our recording space, which is like, I mean, it's just constantly kind of grown. That is exciting to see what will happen with season three, when we bring the Dirty Boys on to host. The no, just kidding. 
I'm Janish Meeting, a native writer and comedian, and I'm thrilled to announce that my podcast, Woman of Size, has found a permanent home on the Hoo-Ha-Ha Network. On Woman of Size, I talk to artists, writers, activists, and thinkers about their big-ass lives, their big-ass experiences, and their big... Asses. Woman of size is plus size. Latina. Flawed. Curvy. Curvy. Thick queen. Queer. Fat. Black. Disabled. So come take up space and subscribe to Woman of Size on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. Be big, baby. Two years ago when we first started, we went to a bar. We were talking about the show and you guys kept telling women what the show was about and they were immediately like, what? Ew. Like, a guy comes up to you and is like, yeah, you want to be on my podcast about, it's called Dirty Girl. And, and for the and listeners at home, I really want to demonstrate, I really want to illustrate that, yes, I was there, I was a little inebriated, but I, I want the listeners at home to know that Heather's impression just now is a thousand percent accurate. That is exactly how you guys sounded. I tried to not say anything at all because I knew I would sound exactly like that. Too. Wait, wait, is it? Were we going around the bar and asking people? I don't understand. Yeah, we were just drunk, or somebody asked you, like, "What do you were?" I don't know. It was brought up somehow, and then camera. How pulls, do you guys know each other? Probably, probably, probably that. And then camera pulls me aside, and he's like, "I can't do it. Like, please, you tell this woman like what we're doing." And then as soon as I start saying oh, I didn't it, that. Okay, I they're they're like, "Oh, I get it. <laughs> like, let me tell you about the time I." xyz and it was just, it's just funny because like men can't pitch the show they can't pitch the show yeah <laughs> we, there was that time in the beginning where we had to be like don't worry it's totally feminist it's totally body positive and now as like an editor i fucking hate that because i'm like don't say you're feminist just be feminist you know and then or just be equality you know just promote equality and wait can and you talk passes. about those conversations about being like Yo, you won't come on the show. It's called Dirty Girl. And like women's reactions. Yeah, it's still hard today. End of season two into season three. I'm still trying to find the one liner that works from a man's perspective to a woman or a man or, or any any gender. Um, the conversation usually goes, all right, we found it out. It's, uh, it's the taboo things that women aren't allowed to talk about. All right, that's in my head. All right, all right I'm going to go up to this person. We're going to talk about the podcast. All right. Alright. Hey, 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 how are you? Oh, what do you do? What's what's the podcast? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I, I produce a podcast. It's called Dirty Girl. Oh, we're signed with Hoo Ha Ha. I always gotta throw that in real quick that like <laughs> that it's like there adds a professional level because it's not a it's not some casting couch shit where it's just me saying, Yeah, I, I run a podcast called Dirty Girl. Uh and then I will I, say I don't like the idea of a casting couch in a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's this worst casting thing I've ever heard. Podcast the couch. Podcasting couch. Some ASMR porn or something. And then I go, Oh oh my good friend Heather from college. She's the host. She's the creator. I, I just produce. I cut up a lot of the interviews. She interviews women about the, the gross taboo secrets that women can't tell. Actually, just like any bodily thing that they well, you know, women go through and then it just fucking trickles into me word vomiting out of my mouth i can't stop myself and i feel myself getting red now i get red in the moment and all these conversations happen at bars at spin class at a podcasting event with my friends of friends anywhere anywhere i try to do it heather please give us some guidance on how we can help pitch the show i don't have the answer it's so funny <laughs> we're trying, i think we're trying to find the one-liner like i i mean the one the one-liner works when I say it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just funny that like it's something we never thought about that like when you say it, 
it skeeves people out that they're like if a man says my the sh- my i have a podcast that's about the gross things women do people are immediately turned off yeah i learned that really quick i have found that pitching the show has been incredibly difficult and then that results in me not pitching the show to people so it's harder for me to get the word out about it or tell people but now when i do it it's literally i'm just it's a feminist podcast and there's a, a great host <laughs> listen to it <laughs> i do i do this i'm like that's I, it that's I'm all like, i say <laughs> i can get away with that and people are like okay cool and then and then if they like want to know more, <laughs> mic drop usually uh, no they, they i'll delve in a little bit more and be like we, we're with woo-ha-ha and they're like they're they have a lot of female in comedy so it's a comedy podcast but we also talk about things that my my one-liner is we have conversations about things that um people don't want to talk about or uncomfortable talking about that we should be talking about like blah 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 or whatever it is or whatever that week's episode is or whatever it is i i do the same move where i immediately as quickly as possible mention that i don't host it and that you host it because uh, i was explaining it to my friend sarah at a party once and and she and i was like yeah it's this great podcast it's like it's like about the taboo things women aren't allowed to talk about and she just looked at me and she was like and what qualifies you to talk about the things women aren't allowed to talk about? And I said, absolutely nothing. You're you're one hundred percent correct. Also, it's hard. Um, my parents know about Dirty Girl. They're excited for our, our live show and every accomplishment we've had. But it's hard for me to explain the show to them too. I can't. I, yeah. I, I don't think they've listened to it. Maybe they listened to a little bit of it, but they know I'm just making a podcast and I'm out here doing. Putting real hours in. Put real hours in. <laughs> I a couple months ago, I was even. I thought I was a genius because I was like, "Oh, redefining sexy, that's good." And I liked it for like a day. And I woke up the next morning. I was like, "What the fuck am I talking about?" <laughs> I'm gonna go up to uh, yeah, it's dirty girl. It's about redefining sexy. <laughs> what the fuck is this ad? I'm in a perfume ad. What are you what Vogue? The fuck is this? What are you? What are you? Calvin <laughs> Klein. <laughs> I, I do uh, I do still kind of like it. I don't know if I'm gonna want to go with it, but I I, I did really appreciate Dirty it. Dirty Girl season three, redefining sexy. Redefining I like sexy. it as an image with <laughs> just trying to bring back me pooping in a diaper. I was gonna go with the trash <laughs> bag I, I, again. On a side note, and probably take it out. I like it as a bait and switch where it's like when people go to look at Dirty Girl, they're like, ooh, Dirty Girl, like mm, that might be something I might be interested in. And, particularly men might see it and be like dirty girl i'm I'm into that what's going on here cool be redefining sexy all right oh oh yeah that was bait switch you know that was our original speaking of which we get tagged in these things like which i want to do for season three more i want to bait and switch the like sexy part of it and then once they get into it it's like bam bitch here's some some knowledge and some shit that we need to know yeah uh, I love Bam Bitch. So you were saying we get tagged in what? Oh, we get tagged. I don't know if it's maybe it's just on Twitter. We've been tagged in like sexy girl things on Twitter. Oh, I see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like people just tagging like cam girls or something like come to my page. Look at me in underwear at Dirty Girl Pod. And it's just it just makes me laugh because it's like you did you look at our stuff i think people just get tagged in that like like just as a human <laughs> on instagram it's on like the, the internet d- i get tagged in that the dm problem on instagram is getting insane with those fucking pages yeah, but yeah. i know you're talking about via twitter yeah we're getting tagged in stuff because they think we're like porn related is... or something it's like when i make when i make a new podcast instagram i get so many motherfucking podcast people following me and liking shit and commenting 
It's hustling the podcast game, bro. We're tagged yeah, in know. this woman's Instagram, and it's just her and her titties. And I don't know what language this is. Let's ask her to come on the podcast. Oh, I would love to talk to her on the podcast. And she, we, got, we just got to be specific with like the store. Like, it's a feminist podcast. Uh, we just recently we had a, a woman who was uh, an escort or like, yeah, get specific with the story. You we know, just I, had someone I, I who's like shit, who just, sexy. Who's I still just like, shit in her wedding dress. I still like the like, uh, that way, like. Grab their attention. Oh, like, oh, conversations cool. that people are usually uncomfortable having, and we're having them. Conversations that women have with other women that you didn't know we were having. I don't think I can pitch that here. Let's see how it sounds. Conversations that are women are having with other women that you didn't know they were having, and I know. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was a safe it. word, a magic word, to just be like, "Hey, I'm on your side. Uh, yeah, I'm on your side. I know. I, I know. Say. I know the wage gap. I know the pink tax. I know why you're beef. I'm on your side. I, I know. I know harassment. I know the patriarchy. I know. I know the looks. I know the looks probably already happened like seven times today, and it's not even lunch. I'm on your side. I need a code. I need a code word to be." Be like initiate pattern delta like i'm a sleeper agent and then you know like oh he's cool he's cool like 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 we like a like a solidarity mark like a tat like we have a tattoo yeah. or something oh, like Got you right like i'll see scan my barcode be like i don't know he's cool he's cool i, I vouch for him i know like i know the secret word or whatever that doesn't it doesn't exist i looked I've given up on pitching the show. It's your voice. It's <laughs> the women's voice that we're bringing on. And that's. Actually, the way I pitch the show is I say, Do you have an iPhone? Cool. Can, do you have the Apple's podcast app? Cool. Can I see it? Awesome. Subscribe. Oh, Listen to that when you get a chance. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually the best possible pitching. That's way better than like. I think a good way is to maybe show the Instagram. And be like, yeah, it's this kind of stuff. Which, by the way, the Instagram is great. Oh, it's and we're, wonderful. we're steadily growing, and it's great. We were messaged by two people recently. Mm. I don't think I shared this with you guys. On the Instagram? Yeah. And one said, you know, my friends and I love your podcast. We were wondering if you're going to do an episode about body, body positivity, how to become more confident or comfortable with ourselves, as well as people who are uncomfortable talking about masturbation. And it was cool to be like, you know what? We actually did cover some of those things. Here's this episode we talk about masturbation. This episode we talk about, I interview someone awesome who talks about body positivity, but we are definitely not done covering those topics. So oh, perfect. So yeah. it was cool to be like, if, if that's what you want, check out these episodes. Um, but don't worry. We're... And then we got another one that said, um, I was wondering if you ever consider requests of, for topics. And I said, sure. And then she never responded. Don't we, don't we say... So ghosting. Say, uh, yeah, that's a topic. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. Three men that I have kept in my cupboard all this time. Alex Salem, Tristan Bankston, Cameron Taggy. You are all the best. Thank you for renewing my faith in men. There is hope. Not a lot, but there is just a smidge. And with that smidge of hope... We will teach the dumb men out there what they need to know. Next season on Dirty Girl, <laughs> the men take over <laughs> to teach. To teach. That's the all other we wanted. Men. That's all we wanted was just acknowledgement that we're okay and, and there's no more problems. Dirty Girl is a podcast about things that women are not allowed to talk about. 
Dirty Girl is a feminist magazine about the conversations that women have with each other. Dirty Girl. Dirtygirl.com. Dirty Girl is about the gross shit that women deal with on a daily basis. And my vagina just so up. <laughs> Chicken Dirty girl is how I pick up women. <laughs> Did we just finish season two of Dirty Girl? What? That went by so fast. Ugh, what an awesome, awesome season. We partnered with Hoo-Ha-Ha. We had our first live show. We talked to some insane, amazing people. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the Dirty Girl squad. Stay tuned for some awesome bonus episodes, and info on season three. We love you. Stay dirty. Yeah. Dirty Girl is produced by me, Heather Ann Gottlieb, along with Cameron Taggy, Tristan Bankston, and Alex Salem. We are distributed by the Hoo Ha Ha Podcast Network. Our logo was designed by Kevin Laughlin. This has been a hoo-ha-ha podcast. <laughs>